stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Presentation. What's up, everybody? You are tuned in. It is 8 o'clock. It is Monday. It is Central Standard Time. It is uh, November 21st. You are tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. I am your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. And that's it. It's just me. It's just me, you guys. Um, it's just me. Everyone calm down. Uh, Jake has been kidnapped by ninja assassins. And uh, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to, like... 80s training montage myself into combat attire, and I'm going to go rescue him and then save the president. Um, he had to work tonight, so uh, he's not going to be with us tonight, but uh, you get me. You get me instead, which I think is 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 equally as good. So uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the menu. So that I got to see. I caught that last night at a late show, had theater mostly to myself, and then some late stragglers came in, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, and I had already posted about it on Instagram. I was like, oh, look at me. I got the theater to myself. This is so wonderful. And then the movie starts, and like five minutes in, some buttholes roll in and sit down and, and proceed to talk through most of the movie and I wanted to just straight up boot kick him in the back of the head but I didn't because I'm I'm nice and uh, that's what you got to do but anyway thanks for joining us if you've been with us on Twitch we've actually been chit-chatting for the past half hour if you follow us on Twitch uh, you can get into that behind the scenes stuff you can use we can just converse we can just talk and we can just share our real authentic selves without all of this internet you know whatever getting in the way we can we can we can say curse words we can i mean we say curse words around here but try to to limit it for the actual show because you know it's going on spotify where you can download these podcasts wherever you get your podcasts or on facebook where you know kids may watch and then uh over here on youtube live so wherever you want to see it we're here for you because we're nice like that um yeah so what's going on guys um catching up in the comments section we've got a we got a lot of comments going uh, a lot of people just tuning in on facebook a couple people on the youtube a lot of people on twitch good evening everyone welcome to the drive and speaker box studio uh vince says look at this frame like isn't this frame it's a beautiful frame in the set beautiful like maybe since it's just me i should drink out of you know the the, the, the jesus's cup from indiana jones wouldn't that be I don't know if this is like safe or it could give me eternal life or melt my face off because I don't know if this is the real one. Um, but I am a little nervous about it. But I do have it. Um, yeah, I spent in the back behind the scenes. You get to see the the set before all the lights come on and are dialed in and focus is pulled and and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah behind the scenes content and for more behind the scenes content you can follow us on our discord which uh is there in a link in one of these three areas pinned to the to the deal so uh yeah there you go <sighs> anyway let's get into the news guys it's been another week um you know um no one like super tragic has died this week thankfully um I haven't really been paying too much attention to the news, uh, just because um, you know I'm. I just it's, it's 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 holiday time. It's 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 Thanksgiving week, you guys. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, oh, Velvet Santa did, did mention uh, on Twitch Jason David Frank, uh, the Green Ranger, and this is kind of sad because uh, he committed suicide and that is you know that's never a laughing matter it's never something to joke around about and it is something that is relatively prevalent prevalent excuse me English language uh, in the entertainment industry and um, you know I think um, you know when I think about like the you know the private lives of celebrities and especially like kind of one trick wonders or you know has beens or whatever and just kind of constantly living your life through the lens of the only time you were ever successful 
Um, I mean, I, I, that just has to be some other just bizarre otherworldly pressure that I can't Im- imagine. Um, because you're, you, you can never separate from that, you know, um, you can, some people lean into it and enjoy it, but, but it's, there's always got to be a lingering thing that, and, you know, I cannot begin to explain like what he experienced with depression, um, as a person who has dealt with, uh, you know, I don't want to go too deep into my personal life, but, you know, I deal with depression as well. And, um, and it's not easy. Um, and, and a lot of people, especially, uh, in entertainment, you know, that have, uh, that are good at it. It's, you know, you're, you're able to turn that switch on and, 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 and hide it from the world. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really tragic when you see, when you see stuff like that. Um, but you know, pour one out to the green ranger. Um, he was at every comic con that I think has ever been ever. Um, he, he just went around and did, did all those circuits. I was never a big power rangers fan. Um, Mainly because I'd just rather watch Ultraman and Godzilla, which is what those shows are based off of. Um, but I, you know, I I was a kid when all that was coming around, and uh, it was uh, quite a thing. So, Green Ranger, or whatever. I think this is what they did, right? I don't know. Whatever. Um, but that's sad. Sad news. Sad news. So we'll get that out of the way. Yeah. Um. Over. Um, man, uh, let's see other news that I, that I, I mean, it's just been again, another very Indiana Jones, it's just Disney heavy, you know, uh, more Ant-Man trailers in theaters right now, Indiana Jones five, everybody's talking about, they, they did some de-aging on him on the opening scene, uh, but they need to de-age those joints in his knees. Cause, um, you know, that's, that's another thing that you just can't the age is just the physical mannerisms of being a thousand years old. It was kind of like, I think it was, um, I go, what is that? Captain Marvel where, uh, they de-aged, uh, Samuel Jackson. And then there's like a scene where he's like running and he is running, not of a 20 some odd year old man. He is running as a some odd billion old man. And, um, it just is really uncomfortable to watch. But uh, Furious Apologies says, sorry, just joined. Did you cover the Disney leadership change? No, not yet. Because um, is it really a leadership change? Because it's just Bob Iger um, who, you know, it's, we're just back. We're back to, we're, it's, it's, it's a, it's a reboot, um, if you will. Uh, it's, you know, Bob Chappick, you know, he's been the CEO for what, two years, whatever, during the, the worst probably years to ever be a CEO of a media company. And then uh, you got, you got Bob classic coming in. Uh, you're just, just changing bobs. Um, which I don't know, maybe they're robots. Maybe they're like Manchurian candidates. I don't know. Um, they're just, they're just, they just did a firmware reset on Bob 2.0 and now we're back to, they just rolled back to a previous version of Bob. Um, I don't know. And I think that it's going to probably, you know, please investors, uh, and proponents of just giant unstoppable media conglomerates. Um, because you know, Iger was the, the one that made Disney stock just you know, completely crush. And as their sort of just bloodlust for intellectual property has skyrocketed under his leadership where they're just gobbling up. I mean, I guess under Iger's reign, they gobbled up Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm. Uh, I think, I think it was towards the end. He was still CEO when they gobbled up 20th century Fox. And, you know, um, I mean, he's 71, like, stop just just do you need more like just just fucking retire dude um but maybe he's just one of those dudes that just has to do it he's just like fueled by satan or whatever and um i don't know uh bob Iger can can just go die in a trash can fire like i i don't you know disney oh man um Oh, Channel Points Reward Waffle Party. Yes, we will do a waffle party. Uh, Bob Iger. I mean, I just. Mm, and I guess it just. 
really reaffirms my unfortunate understanding and acceptance that the world is blind to most things. Because, you know, when we when when so much of a population and a culture can can idolize and worship a company that is just absolutely, completely, unabashedly evil, that um but they're like, but I really like Iron Man, dude. I thought the Thor movie, Taco with Titi, man, is so good. My kids love the Disney princesses. And, you know, there's there's a point where it's just like, I'm a, and I'm a big supporter of separating the art from the artist. But we're past, like, there's a point now that I'm past that Disney, just like, if it's got Disney's name on it, I'm I'm afraid of it. You know, I mean. Pretty much it's going to be like Soylent Disney, and it's all going to be made of people. And, you know, it probably already is that way. I don't know. Like, the Magic Kingdom, the magic is fueled by something evil and nefarious, and and, and none of us need to know what it is. Um, uh, Velvet Santa says, well, we'll never get that bow Disney Plus here. No, you're never going to get that. Um, who's head of Disney? <laughs> Yeah, who's head of Disney's good guy? Man, you know, you talk about the Bob Iger, you talk about other Bob, you know, man, Bob Chapek, Bob Iger, Bob Odenkirk, they all Bob's to me, man. It's just like, just keep giving me hot, greased up, half-naked, real funny Australian dudes with axes and, and real funny furry sidekicks, man, and I'm going to just be sold for eternity, man. You just keep on, you just keep on squeezing the infantile fetus of my children for every dollar they can possibly squeeze, and you just make another spaceship. You just take every memory from my childhood, and you put it, you just pump it into that machine and duplicate it until it's nothing but ash and then you add water to it mix it up put it and in back into there feed it to me again and i will continue to consume baby because go disney fuck that man that's crazy um why would anybody do that um meanwhile wakanda forever making all of the money what kind of world is this but yes, that happened. Um, we will have Disney movies for the rest of our life um, and foreseeable lives of our children. All progeny in perpetuity will be sub- subjugated to the whims and whim, uh, uh, and, and will of, of Disney. So um, anyway, but speaking of Wakanda Forever, it is, is not necessarily going crazy. Uh, at the box office, it calmed down. It's still number one, but it did calm down. Um, Night Owl, she says, Bo does an accent, take a shot, the drinking game. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what I did. I think, I can't remember if I put booze in this in the pre roll behind the scenes or after, but I'm, I'm, there is booze in this. Um, eh, yeah. Speaking of accents, uh, Ryan Johnson, you know, the new um, Glass Onion hitting theaters pretty soon and uh, getting a huge paycheck from Netflix. And and this is, you know, this movie is really important for Netflix because this is a theatrical release for Netflix, you know, another big theatrical release for Netflix films. So it's going to be in theaters, select theaters nationwide for, um, I want to say, pretty soon, if not this weekend um i'm gonna have to take a look i thought i saw tickets on sale for uh glass onion this this early as this weekend but it's it's not everywhere i think that we're getting it here in northwest arkansas at our local malco but it's not going to be in our amc um but you know um if you want to see um James Bond do a really butchered accent. Uh, and speaking of Taika Waititi, that stupid Belvedere vodka commercial. Like he's no longer James Bond, except for this whole commercial looks like he's James Bond. Like I get, I understand Daniel Craig wanting to separate himself from James Bond, but hey, bro, you took the paycheck and continued to take the paycheck, and then also continued to take the paycheck, and then took the paycheck again. Um, you could have said no, but you didn't. Uh, you took the money, so you're James Bond. Deal with it. Actions have consequences. And actions 
have consequences. Um, yeah. Glass Onion coming out. Uh, what else going on in the movie world? Uh, James Cameron, more Way of the Water. Um, we were talking about this in, in the pre-roll uh, segment of the show where this movie's got to make like $4 billion to be profitable. Uh, but, I mean, it's James Cameron. Who cares? They're going to they're gonna, gonna keep making these things they're gonna and and what we were talking about in the before times before we started the show was was how this movie is not really engineered to make money at the box office it is it is engineered to make money um micro transactionally it is it is engineered to sell tickets to the disney world experience of of um whatever the avatar world is called i can't um what is what does can anyone remember what the the world is called where all the blue people um that that get all the furries horny um it's it's got a name and it's terrible um and and the movie always makes me forget that they're like 70 feet tall or whatever pandora yeah that's right the dumbest name for a world ever um it's so stupid um but yeah i mean i've seen the the seen the 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 trailer constantly on the theatrical screen i mean it the graphics look cool i mean it, it's it's got good cgi whatever i mean it still looks so terrible like i just don't understand um why people are excited about this movie and i mean it made it made so much money overseas and it's maybe it's because it's like watching an anime that it's got way more of a international appeal but i just i just i don't understand the appeal to avatar like unless there's just that many horny furries in the world i don't know um you know and and not i mean if you're a horny furry that's fine uh, I don't have Jake to side on I, me every time I say horny furry, so um, uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and 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 take advantage of that while I can, uh, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Whatever gets your rocks off, but to make a four billion dollar movie about it, it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, as Vince said over on Twitch, he said the box office re-release kind of shut me up. Uh, people actually do care. And yeah, I was dumbfounded at how much money that movie made additionally at the re-release in the box office. It's just like, what? But, but are we that starved? Are we that starved for content? And are we at this point where so many people have kind of heard about it? And I don't, is Avatar on any streaming services? I mean, I don't care enough to ever have looked um, but maybe they just didn't know, and they're like, well, maybe you've never seen the most profitable movie of all time, which therefore means the best, uh, by modern thought. Uh, it's Worthington's Law, if you guys want to Google that from Mr. Show. Uh, more money equals better than. And maybe that's why they all just went out and saw it again. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Mm hmm Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Of course it is, because Disney owns it. Um, you can rent it or buy it, but it is not free. Okay, got it. Well, that also makes sense. Again, microtransactions, you guys. And that is where we are all going. You know, I've had the conversation again today. Uh, well, not today, this week. Here in Drive-In Speaker Box World, a day is represented by a fortnight. And um, we, we have... Uh, time is is not linear it's much a lot like severance which i finally watched i finally actually watched it um for for vince he's been begging me to sh to watch this show and i did and it's on apple plus which i don't have but vince uh being the awesome viewer that he is uh got me a screener and uh, I watched it. I watched the whole. I watched the whole series this past week, and it's great. But that cliffhanger ending can go straight to hell. Uh, definitely, if you're fans of, um, you know, I like to when I when I when I watch a film, I do it like I'm drink like I'm tasting a wine or a scotch for the first time, and I'll just like turn on a film and I'll be like, mm, yeah, I'm getting notes of. 
Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting a little bit of office space notes mixed with a little bit of I Heart Huckabees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very and, and and a little bit of a little bit of Kubrick visuals. You know, very nice, very nice. Some two thousand and one. A little bit of that stuff. Very nice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I was the the notes I was getting from watching Severance, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was uh, a, a really fun, exciting new sort of action thriller that you don't normally get in a TV show. Uh, but that twist, that 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 cliffhanger ending can just go lick my butt. Um, anyway, yes, hashtag Waffle Party. Uh, Twitter isn't really copyright checking right now, so Avatar is probably on there. Oh yeah, that's other fun news I was going to mention. I uh, hadn't had it in my notes yet, but uh, yeah, people are putting movies like Hackers, which is a hilarious movie to put out there because I don't think anybody's going to uh, watch it, uh, even though it's great. Um, and I dressed up as Dade for Halloween this year. Um, well, I was uh, a friend of mine came up to town and we were crash, crash and burn. Uh, it's pretty cool. I don't have a picture of it though, but um, uh, it was one of one of my costumes this year. Uh, was being uh, being Dade. Uh, James says a little Wes Anderson. Yeah, there's a little. Uh, some of the composition uh, is slightly what color palette wise a little Wes Anderson, um, where it jumps jumps in and does like uh, rotate cuts and and fun things like that. But I enjoyed it. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, finally got around to it. Um, I know it's been out there for a while, and I don't want to go into like a deep dive on Severance because it's a little bit older content. But I really enjoyed it. So uh, there you have that. Um, yeah, let's talk about what's coming out in theaters this weekend, by the way, because uh, it is it is Thanksgiving weekend, so a lot of these movies uh, are going to be coming out a day early, so they come out on Wednesday this week because it is Turkey Day, and theaters are generally open on Turkey Day, just like Christmas. Poor, be nice to your theater workers, uh, be nice and respectful uh, because they're there on their holiday, while you are not, you are there as their guest, so if you're uh concession stand person is completely incompetent and I would normally get mad at them I'm going to be nice to them because they are there on a day that we are getting off so um <clears throat> if your popcorn is not of the optimal buttered temperature that you like fucking deal with it um because they are getting slammed and is going to be a busy day for them um and as velvet santa says on twitch always put your cups and popcorn containers in the trash like you know, that should just be a simple human response to being in a place where other humans dwell and work. Like, put your fucking trash away. Be a, an adult. Like, you know, like, are we, well, I don't need to answer that because, yes, I know the answer. Most humans are just worthless trash. But um, just, like, just throwing away, leaving shit all over the floor. Like, I get it. You drop a little popcorn, whatever. Okay, that's what they're there for. They're not there to be your freaking servants and pick up all your wrappers from the candy that you smuggled in, which you should have been buying from the concession stand anyway if you really want to support your theater. I get it. If you have, like, dietary restrictions, you want to bring some carrot sticks or whatever, a healthy snack, go for it. That's great. But if you bring some, if you bring some fucking M&Ms in because it's cheaper down the street like eat a dick because like you should be eating the m&ms at the movie theater to support the movie theater yes i get it they're five dollars but if you understood the economics of movie theater and why they need to charge that much then just grr, you're there you're, you're you're paying for the experience you're not paying for the fucking m&ms so um it's the same when people like go what well, is a miller lot four dollars at your bar when i can go to the store and get one for a dollar 25 and i go well it cost me a dollar 38 for that same thing and then i'm taxed 20 percent on it and then all of this stuff that you're enjoying while you're here that you chose to come here and drink costs fucking money dude and like that's what you're paying for that's why all that shit's expensive yes we understand m&ms are cheaper than six dollars yes 100 percent still buy them um and yes yeah, so like james says um i think people feel entitled for the price and it's not that it's not that much entitlement like you are not owed the ability to be a horrible piece of shit just because you you spent twenty dollars like your twenty dollars isn't that important you are not that important clean up your mess um mark landry ooh, deep cuts mark uh Mark Landry, so that was that was that was a dare, and I always and I bought a soda at the 
I smuggled in a Thanksgiving dinner to a movie theater on a dare. <clears throat> I was I was also young. Um and uh yes, and I did it. I absolutely did it. And um it was awesome. I'd do it again, but I would also buy the soda and the M&Ms. They don't serve Thanksgiving dinner at the concession stand. If they did, I'd buy it. Like the Malco, the Malco here makes a lovely cheeseburger. And uh, and it comes with fries. And it's only like $8.99. Like that's super dirt cheap. Like that's 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 cheaper than McDonald's almost. Like eat the cheeseburger at the theater. It's, it's good. Do your theater a favor. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Don't put your paper towels down the toilet. Actually, funny thing about paper towels down the toilet. I was I was eating at a McAllister's the other day because I had a craving for that jalapeno crunch sandwich, the one that has like potato chips on it, which I don't know like what stoned out kitchen worker was like, dude, you know the way I like to do it at home? <laughs> you put the chips in the sandwich, bro. <laughs> and then like the CFO of McAllister's was like, this was amazing. Let's put it on the menu. Anyway, I had a craving for that fucking stoner ass sandwich. And I went to McAllister's and then I went to the bathroom. Because I'm a guy that like after I eat, especially now that I have facial hair, I go to the, I go to the washroom and I wash my hands. And then I wash my, my face so I don't smell avocado and jalapeno on my mouth all freaking day. Because I like to live a clean life. And I went to go take a... I went to urinate, and in the toilet was a lot of t paper towels. Not toilet paper, paper towels. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And uh, I'm like, the audacity, right? Like, why? Well, there was perfectly good toilet paper right there. Why didn't you go all the way over to the sink area to get the paper towels and then to proceed to put them in the toilet? Could you not be troubled to put them in the, 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 the lavatory bin? And there happened to be a plunger brush scrubber there, and I fished out the paper towels, and put them in the trash can where they go like a like a, 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 a good human would do. I did that. Because I try to contribute to society. Because if there wasn't people like me, society would collapse. And it would be chaos in the street. Damn it. Movie Albert uh, said, like the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know you were in the... I didn't know you were in the... Uh in the stream there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hero. Merle, thanks for the subscribes. Uh, good human. Good human subs. Um, because we should. We, like, in the words of Bill and Ted. Where's my Bill and Ted? Here we go. Let me just, let me get up to the upper cam here and let's focus in on Bill and Ted. Yeah. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. That is the way we should live our lives. By the teachings of Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Like, that's that's the way we, we should live our lives. Because we're all in this together. Um, anyway, where was I going? Movies that are coming out this weekend. Uh, they're coming out early on November 23rd. We're getting the Fablemans. We're getting... Um, and, and, and there's a part of me that just wants to immediately call this the most back pattingly self-strokingly love letter to oneself but I will save that um I, I will not put a period at the end of that sentence you know I'll still I'll, I will leave it unsent in my draft box until I see this movie but Steven Spielberg's like sort of uh bio autobiographical something the fable ends coming out as Mark Landry said on YouTube same team as high school football rules. So, funny story about that. If you want more stories of real life me outside of the studio, when I was in college, um, I, um, <clears throat> you know how everybody has to take one of those courses where it's just like uh, public speaking, right? Which I'm incredibly good at. Uh, hence this show where I'm talking in a box to myself. Um, but now we have people to interact with, which is fun. But um, so I'm giving my speech. And, uh, you know, of course, like, this movie is before my time, or a lot of people, you know, like, it was a deep cut for whatever reason, until now, I guess people are cool with it, because Keanu Reeves, but um, at the end of my, my speech that I was giving for the class, I paused for a moment, gave it two beats, 
and then went, Send Divas High School Football Rules! It didn't land at all. Nobody knew what I was talking about. I mean, even the crickets were like, and then they stopped, and they're like, what? Um, yeah, and I, I thought I was going to be the funniest dude on the planet, and no, no one talked to me for like a week, because they all thought I was insane. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, I really tried to pull the San Dimas High School football l- rules line uh, in an actual public speaking setting, and it didn't work. And I continued to do it. Uh, I did it once at a board meeting uh, a long time ago, and it didn't work there either, so I don't do it anymore. Um, but anyway, um, Velvet Santa says, I'm going to go see Devotion with my dad and brother. That'll be good. That is coming out as well. Uh, Devotion is a movie um, about a pair of U.S. Navy fighter pilots risking their lives during the Korean War and becoming one of Navy's most celebrated wingmen. So if uh, if you didn't get enough Top Gun action during the 15 million weeks the Top Gun was out, we're going to have at least six more um, opportunities to have movies about famous pilots in theaters over the next six months. Uh, you can check that out. Um Let's see, a waitress that served you never seen Tommy Boy. Oof. Pretty sure Jake does the San Dimas shout out. Uh, does he? Huh? I mean, he, 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 I think he could deliver it with a little more bro-esque than I could. Vince says, I would wait till retire until you try it at a funeral. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> maybe at my funeral, when someone reads my eulogy, that will be <clears throat> an un, the unprinted part. It'll be just like for the person reading it, and it'll be there at the very end. And, uh... Because originally on my tombstone, um, I was going to say uh, the one guy that died and never saw Titanic. But I dated a girl that that dragged me to the theater when they re-released that in theaters. Because I was very proud of the fact that I'd never seen Titanic. Um, and it became a badge of honor. I never wanted to see it. Um, just because, it, like everybody else had seen it. And then finally, because of booty, you know how that works. Uh, I was like, okay, fine, I'll go see Titanic, we twisted my arm. But stupid me, we ended up breaking up anyway, and I uh, shouldn't have, um, yeah, like, I'm stupid. So, but the things you'll do for love. Um, anyway, uh, also coming out, Strange World, which uh, has had one of the most unusual ad campaigns that I've ever seen out of a Disney movie. Um it's about a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and most crucial mission. And, um, I mean, there's not a whole lot of reveals in the trailers to these movies. And it, and, it, and it's very much selling it like a, you know, a 1950s sort of like, you know, see the wonderful, you know, lasers, action, you know, all that kind of classic Hollywood sci-fi. Um, but some cool voices. I mean, you've got Jake Gyllenhaal, you've got Alan Tudyuk, which is, he's always great. You've got Lucy Liu, you've got Dennis Quaid. Um, <clears throat> interesting, interesting movie. Um, again, it's just that sort of um, Disney big round nose animation. Um, I just, I just want to, I just want a hand drawn animation. I'm just, I, 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 the CGI animation. I'm, I'm just so over it. But uh, James is lost in space. Big lost in space vibes. Um, it's out. I don't know if I'm really that excited to go see it. Um, maybe I'll see it. I don't know. I don't know. Also coming out in theaters this weekend uh, with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, it's it's uh, it's called Bones and All. It is uh, about a young uh, young woman named Marin learning how to survive on the outskirts of society, and uh, it's it's um, Timothy Chalamet road road movie, a coming of age movie. Um, looks pretty interesting. I don't know. We'll see it. Movie Albert asks, have you seen The Banshees of Inishernan? Yes, I did. I reviewed that two episodes ago, I believe. Really enjoyed it. Um, my, I'll give you the recap of that review. Um, definitely not for everyone. Uh, I, I, 
I really, really enjoyed that that movie, but I also really enjoy Martin McDonough films. Um, I've enjoyed all of his movies. I think he's a, an an incredible writer director. Uh, but if his style of writing and character development is not your thing, then this movie would not be for you. Um, but it was really wonderful seeing Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson back on stage together since their their movie um, in Bruges, that was also a Mark, Martin McDonough film. Um, I th- I think it, uh, it, it it's not an easy movie to explain. It was kind of difficult to review it, uh, as is most Martin McDonough films. But it's really more about character development and um, you know those relationships between those characters. And I I, I I I thought it was a great film. It was one of those movies when I left the theater, I kept thinking about it and kept thinking about these characters. And you know, for two two um, celebrities that you know, you know, um, I mean. Brendan Gleeson, of course, most people are like, oh, it's Mad-Eye Moody from Harry Potter. But for these people to be so transformative and immersive at these characters it is a testament to Martin McDonough's quality and, and skill as a writer to be able to write these characters that you kind of just fall in love with and and, 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 and believe and want to know more about. Um, I thought it was great, and it's still playing in a limited amount of theaters nationwide. If you get a chance, if it's in your city, I think that you should check it out. Um, Banshees of Inishernan. Uh, which took a lot of practice to be able to roll that off the tongue uh, confidently. Anyway, so those are your four movies. Bones and All looks pretty good. Fableman's it's Spielberg. Um, strange World looks strange. And Devotion, um, war movie. So you got a lot of options this holiday weekend, a lot of stuff to see. Uh, but the one that I think you should see is the one that's already in theaters right now that we're going to be talking about next um, I'm going to take a sip of water, and then I'm going to take a sip of alcoholic Coke Zero, and then we're going to be talking about The Menu, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Menu, this this is the film that I saw this weekend. It is the new menu, uh, not the old menu, There's there's been a, an, another menu, uh, 2016 menu, this The Menu, uh, directed by Mark Millard. Uh, starring Ray Fiennes, Anna Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt. Uh, I mean, kind of a fun ensemble cast. You've got Anna Taylor-Joy, Janet McTeer, Paul Adelstein, John Leguizamo. You've got, I mean, even Judith Light coming in here and Reed Brownie, like people that have been in a lot of different movies. Um, It's an interesting cast. But it is very much the Ray Fiennes show. Uh he's incredible on screen. And my one sentence is, I absolutely loved this movie. Um, And I'm going to tell you why. Number one, perfect runtime. Hour and 47 minutes. Like, I know, I I told you, like, last week or whatever, I wanted to go see Wakanda Forever. I pulled it up on my phone. I was going to get tickets, and it's like two hours and 48 minutes long. And I'm like... That's going to be th- almost four hours of my day because I got to go get to the theater. You know, you sit down, you get the trailers. That's twenty-seven minutes, and then you got to get. You're, you're basically contractually obligated to sit through the credits to see the last, you know, two seconds of someone going, "I'm a new character." Bam, 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 and um, you know, you're 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 four hours in. I don't have the kind of time, especially not for a movie that I'm just marginally interested in. But the menu, amazing runtime. Also. Black comedy. Love them. It's not a horror movie. It is credited as being like a horror comedy. Do not think of this movie as a horror movie. I think if people go into this movie thinking that it's going to be a horror film, like a scary film, they're going to be disappointed. And, you know, I, I kind of... It's... it's I, I find movies that I really, really enjoy, I go and read reviews of people that hated it. And this movie... Like, oh man, it's so meta because the movie, the review, the negative reviews of this movie are kind of who this movie is about, which is kind of fun to read these reviews. And you're like, well, of course you didn't like this movie because this movie is about you. And, um, Really, really interesting. Vince says, I've been watching a lot of older movies, 20s, 30s, and 40s lately, and they are just over an hour. Such a joy. Yes, 89 minutes. 89 minutes. It is the magic number. You can get 10 or 15 minutes, plus or minus, on those, and you're going to be good. But just under two hours? Like, oh, my God. And generally, like, runtime includes credits. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. It's not till like, the last scene, Fade to Black. It is... 
end roll credits, right? Um, hour and 47 minutes, that's really about an hour and 40 minutes, okay? That's 100 and, what, 110, 110 minutes um, if you if you subtract credits. Great runtime. Perfecto. Um, but this movie is incredibly um, social commentary esque, right? Uh, I don't want to. Rev- I don't want to spoil this movie for anybody. No spoiler alerts. I try really hard to not mention spoiler alert parts, but um, this movie, uh, I think, also strikes a chord with me specifically or anyone that's ever worked in hospitality or service industry and and by hospitality and service like worked in a bar worked in a restaurant worked in a kitchen worked in you know anywhere where you're serving others and to a lesser extent even retail where you know you are being viewed as the help essentially right where you come into a place like we're kind of the callback for tonight is respecting your theater workers and these people where you kind of dehumanize them because you feel like because you paid you know twenty dollars for your ticket that you can just be an asshole and leave your fucking popcorn trash everywhere and and all your wrappers that you brought in from outside that you were not even supposed to have in the first place and you leave the trash all over the place and you're like well it's not my job to clean it up well it's like, yeah, it is your job as a human. Your job is to be a basic human being, right? And this movie's kind of about that. And and I love it because I deal with these people all the freaking time. And so it takes one level of social commentary from like class warfare. You know, it's 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 uh, the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie. You know, you've got this working class uh, group of people that are still you know while they're being heralded as being at the top of their game they're still working class right you know one of the interesting parts of this movie is you know you know we all like watch these cooking shows where you know david chin's got all these shows on netflix and you know we worship guys like um uh the the hell's kitchen guy about gordon ramsay and you know, you 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 see these celebrity chefs, these Bobby Flays, and um, you know we've got um, uh, all of these people that were just like, oh yeah, and, and oh, I mean Anthony Bourdain. I think Anthony Bourdain is going to be a, somebody that I call back to a lot on this, and we worship these guys, and we think that oh well, you know they must be so. Um, you know they are in charge it is it is their show but at the end of the day they're really only as powerful as their angel investors that own their restaurants or you know the people that come in and eat their food and give them good reviews and you know you're still very much in a in a position of service and this movie kind of plays into that and talks about how difficult that is especially when the people that you serve um continue to treat you like shit right and this movie is about a restaurant that is done with it, and it's kind of over it. And um, and there's a lot of things that are unexplainable, you know. And they they play with interesting themes of of just like how powerful these people really are. But at the end of the day, are they really going to do do anything? You know, when when you take people that are so rich and powerful and you strip them of that that wealth, being power. They become kind of powerless. You know, some of the reviews I read were like, why didn't these people fight back? And it's generally probably what's good, guys. Like, man, I'd have pulled out my gun and I'd have shot that mf in the face, man. I don't know why they didn't fight back. And it's like, well, you know, you're not understanding the dichotomy between people who sold Soul power is on status, clout, and money, right? Well, and if you bring them in the room where none of that matters anymore, a lot of them don't know what to do. They become crippled, and uh, they have no skill, and they have no other than just authority and money. And, that, and that's what this movie plays with, is like what happens when you take these people that really... Um, you know, there's the there's givers and there's takers, and there's kind of two teams, and that's where Anna Taylor Joy's character comes into play, is because she's not supposed to be at this dinner. She becomes a, a, um, an additional plus one to um, Nicholas Holt's character, who you know you find out that most of the guests, and it happens relatively quickly, so it's not really a spoiler that almost most of the ninety percent, ninety nine percent minus Anna Taylor Joy, um, the people that are at this dinner are humongous pieces of shit, right? And, um, you know, the chef immediately notices, you know, because game respect game in the service industry, you know a service industry person when you see one. Um, 
and they call out to that. And he's just like, you don't belong here. I know somebody that works in service. Like you, you're one of us. You don't belong here. Why are you here? You know, and he's like, I'm going to give you a choice. You're either with them or you're with us. And there's this, this, you know, you, you ride this line through the course of this film where, you know, Ray Fiennes is a sympathetic villain. You know, he, he is very much the villain in this and his staff is very much the villain. They are the bad guys, but you kind of are rooting for them. Um, unless you don't understand what this movie's about and then you're giving it a one star review, uh, because you're one of those people that would give this thing a one star review, uh, because it wasn't hundred percent to your lacking. Um, and these people are punished for it and in specific ways. And it's all a part of the menu, you know, and, and the menu is this overarching theme that he's like, you have to wait till the end because I'm telling you a story. This is what you want, right? This is what you pay for. This is what you expect out of me. So let me finish. And, uh, and it's so much fun and it's split into little vignettes, you know, um, well, not full vignettes because it's, you know, there's no hard cuts, but each thing is presented in courses. And there's like f- just hilarious inserts of each dish that he presents is a new theme that he is exploring to punish these people. And, you know, it'll bring up the, the dish and it'll explain it. And it has, you know, the ingredients. And sometimes when those ingredients and maybe include cutting a dude's finger off for punishment, it'll kind of list these little fun things. And, uh, and it's just so much fun. Um, you know, I don't want to explain scenes word for word because then I don't want to spoil it because it makes the scenes less uh, impactful. Um, Velvet saying, is this a film that has to be seen in the theater? (laughs) Don't ask me that. You know, not to ask me that. See this movie in a theater to support it. It is a, um, it's an independent film, right? So in that respect, yes, see it in the theater because not only are you are you respecting an independent film being in the theater at the same time as um, a titanic juggernaut like Wakanda Forever, which is just made literally to tell, take your money, this is a movie that clearly has passion in it and art in it, right? And this movie is, is all about when your art gets bastardized to a point where it no longer gives you joy, but you are still the artist and the world around you is squeezing you to the point where you hate your own art. And this is the only way, you know, to lash out, right. And to, and to fight back. Um, and, and it's so much fun and it's so much fun, um, because there, there's some serious themes that are being dealt with, but they it's it's a black comedy so you've got all of like the 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 violence and the suspense gets turned on its head and becomes fun and enjoyable in a way where you're rooting for the bad guys and um because you you can if you're if you're a decent human you can sympathize with the bad guys and maybe you've been in this position before where the bad guys have and you've want if you you've wanted to do this and you know, Ray Fiennes delivers these monologues, these beautiful, elegant monologues that, I mean, if I was what's good guy, I probably would one star this movie too, because I'm not going to get it. And this movie's not an art film by any stretch of the imagination, but this movie is about art and appreciation of art and consumption of art. And the people that generally get reserved to consume it first are the ones that appreciate it the absolute least. And, um, and I, I'm probably going to see this movie in theaters again because I had that much fun. And I want to take some of my service industry friends to see it. For all these people that have been like having service industry tourism lately with movies like um, or, or TV shows like The Bear or whatever. Is it was it The Bear? I, I, you know, the 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 one where he's in the Chicago sandwich shop. Um, you know, this is this is this is very much um, for people that actually work in the service industry and you can get you can you can get a taste of it Uh, but this movie is also going to remind you that if you've never been in this then you don't really know you know Um, but maybe you should appreciate a little bit better and uh, I I, it's just it's it's I can't say enough good things about this movie because I had such a good time watching this movie and um, 
go see this movie. Don't go don't go see the Fablemans because it's Spielberg. Don't go see Wakanda Forever because you're contractually obligated by Disney to watch it. Um Movie Albert says I like Anna Taylor Joy. Um I do too. And she makes a really good final girl. Um you know, that's kind of where we got our biggest initial taste of her when she kind of broke out from um, being a, a, we'll just say an upper up and comer. Uh, she's, you know, only been really big in theaters or big in movies since like the, you know, 2015, uh, where she came in as the witch, you know, again, more, more final girl stuff, but you know, split, um, she's just been, uh, really good at being this and last night in Soho, um, the Northman, you know, she's, she's got a really interesting, cool look about her. Um, but in this movie, they did a really, really cool final girl twist. And I, I am not going to spoil this final girl twist, but you know, the traditional final girl is up against all odds, kicking, screaming, fighting, and she's the, like the last one to survive, you know, because she fought the hardest and was the one that, that no one expected to survive. And yes, she's still the final girl, right? But the way that she gets out is handled so beautifully and, you know, I read some reviews where someone didn't get it. And I'm like, how it was so heavy handed and obvious. How did you not get it? And again, clearly not understanding the evolution of passion in someone's in someone's trade, like the chef in this in this film, you know, she she discovers his origins, right? And kind of puts two and two together of what his passions might be. And to be able to tap into an artist's passion, because this whole movie is about an artist who lost his passion but still has to still has to create his art. And then she manages to find a moment to reignite his passion. And uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, and it's just it's 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 it was a really good way of he she didn't defeat him. She didn't fight anybody really. Um, but she was able to escape by understanding what was going on here. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it, it's 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 for being a dark comedy that where people get murdered it is one of the more human movies I've seen in theaters for a while, even though they're doing some hilariously banana stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend this movie. Uh, I think you should check it out. Uh, and it is in theaters this weekend. You can check it out. Uh, go see it for Thanksgiving. It's all about dinner. It's all about food. It's the perfect Thanksgiving movie. And maybe it will teach you to appreciate the people serving you food or cleaning up your theater or pulling the paper towels out of your toilet um, when you decide to be a jerkwad. So, and it might make you think twice because maybe we'll stab you next time if you don't. So, hmm. the help, the menu, respect them both. Um, finger foods, mwahaha. Um, let's see here. Um, Okay, it's about that time. We gotta we gotta start wrapping the show up. We gotta do the box office roundup right now. So uh, yeah, let me let me pull up my box office totals here. Um, if you're if you're a new viewer to the show, uh, the way the box office talent roundup works, we give you the top ten movies in America, starting with number ten, going our way up to number one. We do domestic numbers only for a uh, reason, and it's because we um, that's that's where all the people that uh, that make these decisions on green lights and sequels, they 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 use domestic box office numbers to uh, determine if they're going to get another one. So uh, we'll start with number ten. We'll work our way up to number one. Here we go. Number ten, The Banshees of Inisherin, which I just talked about with Movie Albert. Um, he mentioned it on Twitch. It brought in another seven hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars at the box office this weekend. Its fifth weekend in release. Granted, it's been an extremely limited release. It's still only in 800 theaters nationwide. It's from Searchlight Pictures, which is no longer Fox Searchlight because Disney bought it. But it has brought its total domestic gross up to $7.1 million. Vince, no, Jake is not going to Skype in for the box office. Um, not this week. Uh, I like having him do it these these days. I mean, I've, I've, I did it for 
almost all of the the history of the show, but I like giving Jake uh, another task, you know, and, and and he likes doing it, so it works out. Number nine, Pray for the Devil, bringing in $919,000 at the box office on his fourth weekend from Lionsgate, bringing it up to $18.3 million nationwide. Number eight, Smile, still up here in the top ten, bringing in another one point. One million, not a not a bad box office weekend. It's a little more spread out than it was last weekend because everything was so Wakanda heavy. But um, eight weekends in release from Paramount Pictures, bringing in a hundred and four million dollars domestically. A lot, a lot of money there for Smile, considering it is a. Um, just a, a, a horror movie, a jump scare movie. It's pretty wild. Number seven, La La Co- Crocodile bringing in $1.9 million uh, from Sony Pictures Entertainment, bringing it up to $43.1 million nationwide. Number six, She Said, coming out uh, in just over 2,000 theaters nationwide, but only opening up at number six with $2.2 million at the box office. Um, Universal Pictures there. Not a great opening, but uh, we'll see what this weekend has to add because it is a holiday weekend. Number five, Ticket to Paradise, still holding in there for whatever reason, uh, but dropping from the number three spot, bringing in $3.1 million up against uh, its five weeks in release. Universal Pictures bringing in a total of $61.5 million. Uh, and yes, I am also still surprised it is at number five. Uh, number four, Black Adam coming in at $4.6 million this weekend, uh, dropping from the number two spot. Uh, five weekends in release from Warner Brothers, bringing in $157 million nationwide. Number three, The Chosen, season three, episode one and two, uh, getting a, lo- a larger release than I thought. It's a Fathom event, and Fathom events are not there every day uh so but it 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 did really really well for itself Uh, brought in 8.2 million dollars in its opening um and again think about this you know it is it made more average per theater than the number two movie but since it was in less screens uh and still made 8.2 million that's so that's saying something uh number two movie in america uh the menu but only bringing in nine million dollars at the box office in its opening week and just over 3200 theaters nationwide from fox searchlight there so uh the menu doing okay um yeah the jesus movie yeah the buses are coming out yep that's how jesus movies work uh, and then the number one movie in America, of course, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, still dropping 63% from its opening weekend, but still making $66 million at the box office. That is insane. <sighs> Disney continues to own us forever. Uh, it has brought in a total of $287 million domestically in its two weekends in the U.S. It brought in another $250 million in the international market, bringing it up to just over a half billion dollars, $545 million nationwide, making a lot of money because we knew it would, because that's the formula. That's how they get us. That's what it's going to do. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the box office chart from November 18th to 20th, 2022. And that's it, man. That's our show. We're, uh, well, we, me, I'm done. Um, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go um, get some work done. I'm going to get ready for the Thanksgiving week. Uh, go see a movie in the theater. Go see The Menu. Great Thanksgiving movie. Couldn't recommend it enough. Um, and as Jay says over on Facebook, they see Wakanda as a failure. Um, and that brings us back to a conversation that we've had a lot on the show about how can something make a half billion dollars and still be considered a failure. And it's because the... You know, A, the law of diminishing returns, number one. But something I've been saying about, like, our free market capitalism economy for a while, not to turn this into an uh, economy uh, 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 podcast, but, you know, the way that our economic system is set up, especially like the way our stock market's set up and consumer confidence and all this kind of stuff and, and shareholder confidence, where everything always has to be doing this. Like, a plateau is bad, right? And so we're on a constant growth model. And then there is a point where... Constant growth is a zero sum game. You can't always be growing. There is a point where you're going to you're you're going to hit a finite growth level, right? And so we have gotten, I think we have gotten past that. Like, sure, we can have these outliers, right? But when we're expecting all things to be hitting the outlier, um, you know, record set, like everything has to be this now, that 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 they're only gonna make things that they think have to be this. And it's and it's cheapening everything. And they're gonna look at something like Wakanda Forever and go, well it's it's a failure because it didn't make five billion dollars. And um and where does that cap, you know? And 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 we're we're all gonna be the ones punished for it. Um 
Adam on YouTube, uh, you are welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Definitely see the menu. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and yes, there are only so many eyeballs. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's not, it's not a sustaining model. And I don't know how economists haven't figured that out yet, but it's probably because they're the ones making the money and, uh, you know, they're going to want it to keep growing as, as much as they can. Sometimes that there's a point where we're going to just have to be satisfied with, with, with making a billion dollars, you know, and just being like, well, not bad guys. Um, you know, when you spend 250 some odd, 300 million and you make, you know, you, 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 you turn, uh, a couple of hundred million dollar profit. I'd say that's a fucking win. You know, I mean, especially when you, when, when you, you talking about the menu, you, 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 you're, you know, the service industry, you know how hard you have to work to make like a dollar, like $1, you know, it's a lot of work. But then they're like, well, golly, we spent three months making this movie and another month in post-production, and we only made $400 million in profit. God, what a failure. We're not even talking about the merchandising. Corporate greed, ladies and gentlemen. Um... What are you thankful for? Anyway, all right, that's our show. We're gonna, or I'm going to get out of here. I will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. I'm Bo, the Boom Operator. Like and subscribe. Download this podcast wherever it is you download podcasts if you don't want to follow along with the live stream. But like and subscribe everywhere you do live stream. We like Twitch because if you sub, we get the money. So it's super dope. So anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.